It's Friday, April 13th, 2018, and you're listening to show 211 of The GigCast. Ladies and gentlemen, Back Gig Studios Lounge is proud to present The GigCast. Starting, I guess, uh, to show 211 of the gig cast. I'm your host, JT Shea, and with me again, two days in a row, is uh, Scott Galton from. Uh, am I saying it right this time, Scott? Is that any better? It doesn't really matter at this point. It's not Galatin or. Whatever. Galatin? Galatin? Galatin. Galatin? Or is it gelatin? Is it a soft G? Is it gelatin? Is it better? It's, uh, it, it's Gal and then Latin. Yeah. But that, but there's only but the L's are together. Is it is maybe it's is it is, it, is like is like a Y like Spanish? Is it Gallatin? No, it's Gallatin. Gallatin. So then, what? How, how do I say that's wrong? You oh, yesterday no, no, no. you it's, said it, I was no, saying no. it wrong. You, it's your Boston. It's your Boston <laughs> accent that throws. You can't say tin. Go ahead, say tin for me. Tin. See now, they, if you do it all alone, you're okay with it. Oh, so it's, oh, cause I, oh, cause I say Galatin instead of tin. I say ten. Well, it ends. It ends up. It ends up either sounding like ten, ten. or den. Oh, okay. Oh, you do din. a lot of D's. I do the yeah. D. I can I get yeah. the D. Oh, so Galatin instead of Galatin. Yeah, I get it. It's gal- not the gala part. It's the tin at the end. Understood. I will be more cognizant of it in the future. Cognizant. There's oh, a big I'm, word. Big word. Is. That's a ten dollar word. I've used up all my allowance for the rest of the podcast. And uh, the the nice part is. <laughs> You know, you're not even showing your Boston accent when you say. Well, I'm only one Guinness in. Give me a couple of minutes here, and we'll see how that Co- goes. Couple, couple more Guinness, and you'll be quoting Shakespeare. Guinai, yeah. Guinnesses, Guinnesses, Guinai, Guinai, Guinness. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are now today. We're gonna. This, you know, it's Friday, and we're trying to play catch up here because I missed a couple of days. We are actually going to do two, count them, two movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to do Iron Man three. And Thor: The Dark World. Why are we going to do both of them? Because honestly, they're both kind of crappy movies. Well, crappy whoa, compared. Whoa, 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 whoa! Compared, Iron Man Three is what? better than Iron Man Two. Uh, okay. Well, honestly, both Iron Man Two and Three they're not great. But yeah, but that's like saying that. That pile of shit is better than that pile of shit. I mean, well, if one has sprinkles on it, yes. <laughs> yeah, on, but okay. Compared to the other movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though, I mean, they're not bad movies per se, but they're you know compared to the rest of the seventeen movies that Marvel has presented us with, Thor, The Dark World, and Iron Man three and two, if you want to put that there as well. Not exactly the cream of the crop. I mean, they're not they're not that great. I mean, sure, they're good superhero movies, uh, but honestly, it's like they were just making them because 
at that point in time, they really had no other properties to with which to make movies. Um, and I guess they just needed to have the money rolling in to make more, I guess, to make what's coming up in the future, to make the Guardians of the Galaxies, to make the Ant-Man, to make the, uh, the next Captain America, to make the next Avengers, to keep people coming into the theaters, get butts in the seats, to make the mad Disney money. Um, See, even Rotten Tomatoes agrees with me. Uh, Iron Man 2 gets a 73 on the tomato meter and a 72 is the audience score. And Iron Man 3 gets an 80 on the tomato meter and a 78 on the audience score. Yeah, so a little bit better. All right, fine. It, yeah. fine. Fine. It is a, all right, a little bit better. I, I agree. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is not that great. Iron Man, Iron Man 2 had some moments in there that were fantastic. And yeah. then they were kind of loosely connected by plot points that should have maybe been fleshed out more but they just didn't have time to, to really do it because honestly there's a really good there's a really good uh, stream of the Iron Man comic back in the 80s where Tony Stark is a alcoholic and they you know they really actually covered a lot of you know a lot of important ground you know talking about you know here's a flawed superhero and and they they sort of touched on that with Iron Man two, and then on Iron Man three they went okay he's not an alcoholic but he's got PTS, PTSD. And Iron Man, Iron Man three was about the PTSD, right? Right. Which is what we're talking about today. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. With the uh, with the with the with that after the Battle of New York, in the Avengers, with he Tony Stark literally he did not expect to come back from the wormhole. He thought he was yeah. done. He yeah. He had given spoiler. Up. Yeah. He spoiler. Uh, he lives. We already talked about Avengers. There's no spoilers. This is this movie is four years old at this point. Yeah. Five years old. It doesn't matter. Coulson dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So, yeah, he ex- fully ex- expected to die. He did not think he was going to come back from this, and he went up. You know. You know. Complete sacrifice. Sacrificial play there, um, and he comes back to a world that and uh, and honestly, he was in, in Avengers. He was in what the Mark Seven suit, I believe. That was I the one know. where he had the uh, yeah. You didn't watch the damn thing. What do you know? Well, I, I don't. Well, I just recently, never kept track right. of which I, I, Mark, No, no, right. But no, that's the whole thing. When he when he was putting the the brace the bracelets on, um, that was I think the Mark the Mark Seven, right? And so here he is in Iron Man three. At the end of Iron Man three, uh, he's at the beginning of Iron Man three. He's he's putting the the sensors in his arm for the Mark forty two. Okay. So this is what he's been doing to deal with his, with his, um, with, 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 yeah, he, yeah, with his, with his, with his, with his problems. He's been building. He's been building all these different suits to try to protect himself, to protect Pepper. To he's been building these these literal walls to protect himself. These suits of armor to protect himself against everything. That's all he's been doing. Uh, not not trying to fix the problem, but to protect himself from from the world, from from everything, and and, and anyway, and, and which I guess is you know, but still, it, it doesn't make for her a great movie because it's it, it, the, the the bad guys kind of crazy, stupid, people blowing up. I mean, whatever. It's more it, it's more like a bad episode of the Agents of Shield than than a, than an Iron Man movie. Um, but yeah, uh, but uh, it's. There's there's some cool things 
that they did in the movie that sort of are nods to you know major things that happen in the comic books you know major villains that happen in the comic books and then they just sort of go but this is going to happen yeah but but the thing the thing is you know pepper gets the the guy injects pepper with the thing so she becomes yep. one of these creatures um glossing over the fact that probably what most of the people that get injected with this end up dying they just right. blow up they can't control it and then at the very end uh, there's like you know it's literally 45 seconds of and I fixed the problem and she's fine. <laughs> you know, meaning that if Tony had worked with the guy back in the night, back in 19, you know, the turn of the turn of the, uh, the millennium and came on board the project. And again, there wouldn't have been a problem in the first place because now people would be able to heal themselves because they we would have fixed the problem of people blowing up and we, we people would be regenerating limbs and whatnot and not have superpowers and burn through metal by touching it. You know, I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of wackadoodle. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a pseudoscience it's a, at its best, right there. Right, but I mean, it's it's a common theme in all the Iron Man movies are that whatever is currently plaguing Tony is something that he could have fixed early on in his life had he been paying some amount of attention. He just been paying attention, sure. Right. And, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's the I well, and even and even like with Iron Man two, it's it's a problem from the Stark family past comes back to haunt him. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, so that's a, but again, that's kind of been the whole theme of Iron Man, even in the comics was always, sure. you know, Tony Stark is this fantastic genius who shoots himself in the foot more often than not. And it gets, you know, and it's, yeah. and then he, in, in any case, let's get to the important stuff here. Uh, oh. this, the Stanley cameo, he was a beauty contestant judge in backwoods, fucking Tennessee, where he went to, uh, to hang out after he, um, ran away from getting beat up by the, uh, the after his house was destroyed and uh, runs into the kid and, and 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 has to recharge his suit from a car battery and uh, and the st- and the sting <laughs> the story about the kid was cool it was I mean, it was a great story yeah. that was the best part of the movie honestly the kid is a better it, it, it fixes Tony more than Tony could he, he, he basically tells you an engineer build something which is unfortunately yeah. what Tony's been doing in his freaking house since the Battle of New York, building forty, you know, building thirty-eight other suits, which then he blows up at the end of the movie. Um, right. And that this, was kind of cool, though. And the the stinger, I think this is probably the the best stinger, I think they've done in the in so so far. Is the the movie starts out with Tony Stark voiceover, talking about, you know, what's been going on since the Battle of New York. And then the the stinger is Tony Stark started doing a voiceover, you know, the, his voice again, and it turns out he's lying on a couch like he's doing therapy, and he's actually talking to, you know, Bruce Banner, you know, he's talking to the, the Doctor Banner there, the Hulk, not the Hulk, but you know, Banner, yep. who basically like startles up like he just fell asleep, and it basically the, the movie is basically Tony ta- the, telling the, the, what's been going on. And so it's it's kind of funny there. I, I thought that was so. It's not really a stinger saying what's coming forward. Just basically, stay to the end, and you realize it's just Tony trying to talk to, trying to use Banner as a therapist. And he's like, "I'm really not that kind of doctor, Tony. I'm really sorry. I really can't help you." Yeah, but anyway, it's kind of funny. I liked it. No, it is awesome. All right, and then on to Thor. And you can't tell me that that Thor was a good movie. I okay. That Thor 
had some of the best Loki Thor jokes, though. I mean, it set up a lot of stuff that, um, you know, like, okay, so the first Thor movie, hardly any Loki. But but then they figured out, oh, Loki's really, really popular. And then it was, yeah, I mean, you had the whole scene where they're walking down the aisle and and Loki is, is giving crap to Thor and, and... Thor smacks his brother around, and yeah, no, I mean there there was there was some very eh, moments in in uh, uh, Dark World, but there were also a lot of very memorable. Uh, I, I guess they kind of they well, lightened him up. I mean, they they gave him a personality. Yeah, I mean the best thing that came out of the the the, the Dark World there is. That they realize that they can't do that kind of shit again, and they came up with Ragnarok, which was a great movie. And we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, apparently the the reviews that came out of th- uh, Thor: The Dark World and how many people didn't like it, including apparently one scathing review by Kevin Smith, um, from what I understand, is what kind of caused the the writers um, and and uh, what's his name, the uh, Chris Hemsworth himself realize that they need to do something different majorly different for the next Thor movie um, which of course came about with with this latest one that just came out this year well Guardians comes out after this right Uh, Guardians is is further down it's a couple movies away yeah what's the what's like the next movie that came out after this oh I didn't have that pulled up Um, after this is uh, uh, Winter Soldier I believe because there was so yeah, uh, Marvel was trying to make the same mistake, in my opinion, that DC does. In that everything was serious. I mean, well, not completely serious because it's Disney, and Disney wants to have a, a very warm feeling movie. But you know, we're we're a lot of movies into this, and everybody gets it. It's a, you know, these are superheroes, and and yeah, Dark Dark World was kind of. Okay, like the Avengers movie, there were a lot of very serious moments in the Avengers movie. And Thor Dark World was really just an extension of that. And like in Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier is basically a buddy film. You know, the guy trying to redeem his buddy. And But even like after that, things take a little bit more of a slapsticky turn. You know, by the time you get to the the Avengers 2 there's a lot of silly and it's not that I really want that much silly in all of my movies but but yeah by the time we get to Thor Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok is practically a comedy yeah um but you know what it works it's great you don't think so no I mean I think it's I think they're good movies but okay you take Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is a comedy, practically. Yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely a it's a story, but it's a story about a super over the top guy and giant monsters and all this stuff. And then you get back to Black Panther, which is much more like Winter Soldier is in tone. And I think I think both of them can do very well, but I think where yeah. Thor but Dark you, but, World but, had a problem. But you realize what Marvel has to do here, though. Um. Now we're looking. You got to look at the big picture, okay? Right now they're 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 building up. Okay, there's a story that's happening on Earth with we're 
we have our own superheroes here on Earth, right? We have the, the Captain Americas, we have the Avengers, right, and whatnot. But at the same time now, we're, they're getting ready to release a movie, okay, uh, where a big old giant dude from outer space is coming down here to Earth to mess with us. And, at the, and, and, and so Earth is about to really become part of the universe in general. And they have to, Marvel has to introduce us here on Earth, the non-comic reading public, to what's actually going on up there, besides more than Justice and the Guardian of the Galaxies. We have the Guardian of the Galaxy movie, the Guardian of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2, which gives some of that view of what's going on up there. Thor Ragnarok gave us more review of what's going on up there. So, I mean, because the, the, the Marvel Universe, and again, I'm, I'm far from a comic book nerd. I, you know, my reading of comic books is very limited to what my friends happen to have. I read a few things here and there. Sure. But I know there's a huge Marvel outer space universe. I've read some stuff since the Guardians of the Galaxy came up. I've read some of that stuff. I've read some. Uh, um, yeah, there's a, right. There's a whole bunch of, right. You know, so I know, like, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, the, uh, I can't remember the name. The, uh, so the Star Lord stuff. I've I've read yeah, some of that. All so the Guardian I, stuff, right? So so I know a lot of that that stuff. So but so this is a, I think they're really using Thor Ragnarok as another way to introduce the general public to yeah. Oh yeah, it was big, a good way. It was a good way to bridge the gap. Whereas, right. So I mean, know, and and again, because again, Thor and and the Hulk had disappeared, and now we know where they were, and 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 we know that there's okay. Besides, just the, what there's a big old universe out there, and now we're going to become you know, the Earth is part of that, and bringing this all together in this Infinity War thing, so we know what the heck's going on um, there. So, and and yeah, it, it was a it was a not very serious movie, but at the same, you know, the Ragnarok, which haven't I don't know we're talking about Ragnarok now because we're doing not there yet. We got eight movies between here and there, so you know. But anyway. Hey. But Thor: Dark Plus, World was very was a very dark movie. It, it had its silly moments. I mean, you had a naked scientist running around Stonehenge, you know, talking about aliens and stuff. So, I mean, come on. Well, and don't forget, in Thor's next movie, he fights alongside the Ghostbusters. No, he doesn't. Now you're just making stuff up. I, I, Thor's I next, swear, Thor's next movie I, has not been announced yet. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. No, no, no! It's already been released. Thor was in the the Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that's right, he was. He was the receptionist in the in the latest Ghostbusters. That is correct. Yep. So now we know how Thor that's affords right. his he, apartment. He was he was hiding there uh, in, in disguise. Uh, in in the Thor movie in the Dark World, I, I liked it. I mean, it was a good movie. I, I, I mean, it was a good movie. I mean, it was it was good. It moved them moved it forward with Jane and everything else, and Thor got his groove back or whatever. They, they rebuilt the Bifrost and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway. Uh, and he no longer has to be king. He, he, he abdicated the throne. His dad was... Actually, it wasn't dad. It was Loki at the end, wasn't it? Yes, it was. We know that Loki's alive. He's uh, back from the dead. Blah, blah, blah. He know he's r- ruling Asgard um, in, this guy, in the guise of his father. All that fun stuff. Anyway, Stan Lee's uh, cameo on this one. He was in the psychiatric ward uh, with the um, with a good doctor there when they had him arrested for being crazy. 
This one had two stingers, two really good, important stingers. I think I mentioned it in the last one. This is where um, the first stinger was with the uh, the collector. The first time we see the collector, that plays a, that played a pretty pretty big part in the Guardians. Oh yeah, that's right. Of the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the, the two of the uh, the Asgardians there was were turning in one of the the red and one of the the red Infinity Stone. Um, this is where we got confirmation that yes, the Tesseract was actually the blue Infinity Stone, and they were turning in the red Infinity Stone to the collector. And the that's where the the collector goes one down and five to go. He says, which so, yeah, that was the first hint that we were heading towards the Infinity Gauntlet, which is uh, which gave the most of the comic book nerds a giant raging hard on for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and. Uh, the second stinger was when uh, Thor actually came back to Earth and um, Jane proceeded to eat the bottom half of his face. Queen Amidala there got her groove back. It was amazing. It was good for her, right? Yeah. And then the last scene, half of that, that past stinger, was one of those creatures that came through one of the portals there chasing birds across a rooftop it, across the parking lot it was it was lovely I like the stingers me too so those are the movies um and uh yeah so I don't know it took place in London I don't think that's the first Marvel movie really? that uh yeah Greenwich or whatever England London England not London but England Greenwich, right? So that was the first, I think it's the first uh, Marvel movie that took place outside of the United States. I did not know that. I'm just, I'm guessing. I I uh, guess I wouldn't have thought to look. Aren't all the other ones pretty much USA-centric? I'm honest. Oh, um, oh you mean the actual... Uh, the sets. Not not like where they're filmed or anything, but just the the locations where they're supposed to take place. Uh, no, well, I'm going to go with no. I mean, they're because, they're, like in some of the Captain America movies, they've... they've well, yeah, fighting in, in in Germany and shit, sure. And, right. And, and England and, and Italy and... Italy. And Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind, then. Yeah, I'm just, you know... Never mind. Iron Man, he goes to the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, things... Well, so much for your 15 minutes. We're at 22 already. Don't feel bad. My kid brought me pizza. Oh. That's why you weren't complaining. I'm just, just me smashing down the mute button every time I bite. I noticed that. All right. Well, there's your twofer. We got, got rid of Thor, the Dark World, which had... Uh, Poor Jane being affected by the ether, which they conveniently never mention again. And I don't know. Iron yeah, Man there three. are. It's like it's like yeah, we were going we were going to go a direction, but then we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's almost like they again they they needed to make a, a sequel, so they made a sequel and whatever. It's all good. So, yep, coming up uh, next is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and then Guardian of the Galaxy, and then the Age of Ultron, and then Ant-Man. 
and that will end up the end up phase two. And then Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardian Galaxy Volume Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. And uh, I can't do Black Panther because it hasn't come out on DVD yet. I'm sure yeah, I can. When does that come out on DVD? Hold on. That is a good question. Let's look that up. Um, we could, you know, we could, we could go to wherever it's still playing in the theater, and uh, just record in the theater. I'm sure. It's <laughs> I'm sure we could download somebody's shaky cam footage and watch it. It's a. Uh, May 15th, it's supposed to be available for DVD and Blu-ray. So a month from now. That'll be too late. Well, you know. Well, don't they usually release it about a month early on uh, digital these days? Uh, a couple of weeks, but... Uh, hang I'm on. eating my it's pizza, fun. and I'm not march- mashing the mute button, so if you hear me chewing, I don't really care. It's your show, damn it. You'll do what you want. Friday the 13th and it's been a hell of a week um, what is this Disney trying to block Red, Bo- Red Box before Black Panther DVD and digital release what does Red Box have some kind of a what hmm. what do they have a, like a, I don't know. A, a deal where they get it earlier or something maybe Oh, uh, Disney's been involved in an ongoing legal battle, battle with Redbox. You've heard it here first, folks. Not really. <laughs> no. Well, maybe they did. Uh, <laughs> well, I know I am. All right. Well, this is riveting podcasting. Yeah, you know it's what, exciting. Folks? So, uh, yeah, that's it. Let's get this buttoned up and pushed out onto the interweb so I can get back to my serious drinking. All right. So. That's it for today. Uh, I will get right on watching. I know, now i got to watch a new movie. I'm excited. Winter Soldier. Let's throw it in there. I'll probably get that out probably tomorrow or the next day because I want to get these things done. Uh, may not be with Scott, but um, we'll definitely get that back out there. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying them. If you are, feel free to let me know. If you're not enjoying them, be sure to keep it to yourself. No, let me know as well. I really don't care. Any interaction is good interaction. All right. Anything else, Anything you want to say to these fine folks for listening, Scott? He must be chewing. No. <laughs> he dropped. He's gone. Well, Scott left me all to myself, so I'm going to think that Scott wanted to say goodbye and thank you for listening. So for all of us here at Night Geek Studios, this is JT saying, until next time, go out there and do your own thing. See you, folks. This has been the GigCast. Remember, all links mentioned on today's show can be found at our homepage at www.thegigcast.com. The GigCast asks, what's your gig? Let us know. Drop us a line at gigcast at nightgig.com or call our voicemail line at 1-206-203-3334. The best we played every week on the show. Help us help you let people know what is your night gig.
Music for the gig cast provided by Beatnik Turtle at beatnickturtle.com and by Corey Smith at myspace.com slash Smith. The gig cast is a production of Night Gig Studios at nightgig.com where it's not about what you do to live, it's about what you live to do. Nightgig.com What's your gig? One. <laughs>